Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate. We're going to talk some Ducks hockey for you. But first, I, I know that I've seen it twice a week for the last few months, but I've just now clued in to like how off those pictures of us are already. I noticed it on me, well, because I came first, I guess, in the video, but I was like, holy shit, my hair hasn't been that short in a long time. And then you showed up, and I don't know what it is about it, but like... There's I have just, a shorter beard than I do right now. Yeah, that's me. That's probably what it is, yeah. Did you get new I, glasses since that picture, too? Nope, this is the only pair of glasses I've ever had. Okay, yeah, it's probably the beard then, but I was yeah. like, man, those... Which, like, yeah, this is, about, like, <laughs> this is about like a month and a half, two months of growth, so... Okay. Like it's yeah, it's definitely longer than it normally is. And it like it's really bushy compared to how I normally like it. So the the, the plan is haircuts and beard trims and that next week because I start my summer job. Woo! So nice. yeah. Well, well, updating the intro video is is definitely on the TQR season four to do list because those yeah. are those are some old <laughs> <It's>, pictures. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to update it like every season. There, there's Okay, and that's something actually with TV shows that bothers me sometimes when they don't update like the intros for some of the characters or that sort of thing. Yeah. One show that Friends I did a good job of that. Yeah, Friends did a good job of that. One show that I absolutely adore, you know this is my favorite TV show of all time, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I they barely changed a thing throughout the what I think seven seasons of, t- of television that they did on that show. Yeah. I think like the last episode, it's besides like one character swap because um, uh, uh, what's the actress's name? Gina, uh, the, the girl who plays Gina. I don't remember. Yeah, the girl that plays name, Gina. But. Um, but because she leaves the show, so I, they take her out of it and put hmm. uh, in the actors that play. Um, Scully oh, this was your favorite show. You can't even remember is, their names. Come on. <laughs> mind you, though, it's been a while since I've watched it. I haven't gone back to watch it yet since the season finale or the series finale mm-hmm. because that tore me apart. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset for that show to be over. Um, but uh, yeah, besides that, I don't think they changed anything in that intro whatsoever. Like no. it's all from like the first two, ep- like two or three episodes, um, like the clips or whatever. So that was something that always yeah. bothered me. But like, Obviously, it's you know once you're it's on Netflix kind of thing, right? You're just skipping the intro anyway. But just kind of yeah. like watching it, I was like, it's it's still the same. See, why is that, it still the same? <laughs> see, that bothers me too. But then when they do change it, I'm like, they fucking changed the intro. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it just like throws me for a loop. So I'm like, they they took out this clip from like the first episode or whatever, and then they put yeah. in like some garbage clip from that I haven't even seen yet. Like, what's this? <laughs> so, so either way, I'm not happy, but. <laughs> <laughs> There's no winning if you are a show that Carter watches. Let's just put it that way. You're never going to win yeah. with him. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm, I'm always <laughs> unhappy. <laughs> oh, well, I see we got Marcus yeah, we got here the in the chat. Dude, we I got Allie. Do- I beat you too. You're, you're, too my, slow. you're taking my producer job away from me here. This is my job. <laughs> okay, you, t- you do the other one then. Yeah, I left one for you. <laughs> okay, and, and, and I'm grateful that you left this one for me because it warms my heart. Marcus chiming in. Golden Knights blew two games, and now we are out. Yes. Where's the air horse? Thank you. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. I'm just a little Thank slow you. today. Don't worry. I'm pulling up the game right now. It is the... Okay, it's currently the end of the second period. Golden Knights and Blackhawks. 
It's tied 3-3. However, 446 left currently in the second period. The Dallas Stars are up 3-0 on the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, and if they blow this one, then they can they have another chance against us on like Thursday. So, like Yes. The Dallas Stars literally need one point out of Arizona and Anaheim, and that's got to be the easiest one point you can get. Like, I would be very surprised if they didn't get all four. I, yeah, so. I would be very surprised as well. Um, and just for myself personally, because right before we were going on air, I was like, no, Montreal, please don't do this to me. The New York Rangers have tied it up, and there's a minute 35 left. Nice. Please, please, New York. Come on, you can't lose to Montreal like this. Um. Ellie has uh, something here. Oh, yes. This is the one I want to bring up. Uh, another shootout. Um, yeah, like we were talking off yeah, just beforehand, <laughs> how, just how defeated Logan Thompson looked after, well, after both shootouts, but especially after the second one where, mm-hmm. like, th- they basically knew that their playoff hopes were done. Yeah. Feel, but, I mean, at the same time, it really – it's unfortunate that the season kind of got – put into the shoulders of Logan Thompson. But I mean, yeah, Vegas, Robin Leonard, the way that they treat their goaltenders in general as a whole, you, we could dedicate an entire hour and a half really to that if we wanted to. <laughs> um, we're not going to as much as I want today. to. Uh, not today. Yeah, <laughs> not today. Not today. But uh, man, Logan Thompson has been playing great this season, though. It's awesome to see. Uh, former Brandon Wheat King, I'm pretty sure. I've heard Jeff Merrick say, and uh, also kind of a local guy to us. He's from Calgary, which is only like an hour and a half north of us here. So hour and a half. Um, Jesus, what are you doing? Like 160 in your little civic fly, there? <laughs> lying. Like, I, I mean, to like the outskirts of oh, okay. the, outskirts yeah, yeah. the city. I'm not talking like the middle of it kind of thing. So fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. Like good on him. He's been having a great season. The future looks bright for him and that sort of thing. Uh, it's unfortunate that Robin Leonard is, you know, going through like two different injuries right now that he's had yeah. to end his season for to go get done. Uh, looked like it was a knee and a shoulder that he had to do, and um, yeah. So, but uh, like I, I, I cheer for the players, but the organization of the Golden Knights, I'm like, nope, nope, no, no, thank you, no, thank you, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Marcus sums it up well here, just saying Thompson better than Leonard. Do you think Leonard's done in Vegas? Because I-, I feel like he strikes me as the type of guy where like he would like be wronged like once or twice, and it, it seems like this whole injury thing has like kind of got under his skin a little bit. And like I, I don't know. I just see him wanting to be like, just get me the fuck out of here. Like I don't, I, I don't think it's necessarily the. Okay, I guess we're getting into it a little bit here with that kind of a question. Yeah, um, sorry, but it, it, it's yeah just out there because like um, in my mind, he it, sees how he saw how they treated Flurry, yeah, like, over the last couple of years, and then they, and now he's. I feel like he's kind of in the same position, so he's probably like, uh, is are they just going to fire me off to? fucking Arizona for a seventh round pick and like call her a, a day. Like, Oh my God. Arizona would love that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but Robin uh, Leonard wouldn't though. Yeah. Robin Leonard is okay. Actually he does have some say. Uh, so Robin Leonard is currently making $5 million per year. He's on the second year of a five year deal. Oh shit. Did he sign so that with Vegas? With, he signed that with Vegas. Yeah. Hmm. Because 
uh, he got traded from Chicago, remember? And yeah. then, yeah, they signed him to that. And that's what caused the trading of Flurry because they're like, oh, we put, because I think Flurry's making seven, seven and a half. Um, so, like, oh, we're spending like, what is that? Like 12, 12 or, or 12 thir- like 13 and a half million dollars on goaltending. Um, and then Flurry goes and wins a Vesna and they're going, yeah, we, we still got to just get rid of this guy. We got to get rid of this guy. Screw, screw him. Or at least management is saying that because apparently Bill Foley, just like a couple weeks before that was telling Flurry and his wife, you are going to be a golden knight for the rest of your career. We are going to set you up in the like front office or just within the organization after we will like, we will set you up for life here in Las Vegas after your career is done. A couple weeks later, dude finds out, uh, or I guess his agent finds out on Twitter. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury doesn't have Twitter himself, um, but finds out from his agent from Twitter, not even getting a phone call from the Vegas Golden Knights themselves, that he had been traded to Chicago for literally a nobody. So, um, I mean, that guy could still pull dangles around me, but it, it's an ECHLer, right? It was yeah. basically just a cap dump mm-hmm. for the Vesna winning goaltender. <laughs> like, it's remove like my feelings just in general about it because it's my all-time favorite goaltender that I grew up loving and everything like that. I have, uh, well, I mean, I will have every single one of like the teams that he's played for uh, NHL jerseys coming up here soon. I did order a Minnesota one. Um, Like remove my feelings on Flurry himself, right? That entire situation was just a shit show pretty much and yeah you're right now Leonard's kind of looking at this where it sounds like from uh, Emily Kaplan of ESPN that um he had told like the Golden Knights hey especially after like that he had been hurt and everything like that and I think it was like back-to-back games that Pete DeBoer just uh like shit on him in the media and Robin Leonard it sounds like it's just like I don't need this and especially because I'm hurt, you know this, I'm going to go get this dealt with instead. And it sounds like the Vegas Golden Knights actually asked him to stay as the backup for Sunday for cap reasons. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, man. Uh, there's a specific tweet that I'm trying to find here from Andrew Troy, who's one of the co-hosts of uh, Vegas Nightly, the Golden Knights podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network here. Um, so I don't know if you want to talk something about this situation while I try to find this tweet. Oh, yeah. I, I was curious if um, Logan Thompson was signed into next season. And yeah, they extended him back in January. Three-year deal, 766000 per year. So that's a sick deal for him. I was I was wondering if maybe um, he they hadn't signed him and he was kind of playing himself into some more money and going to cause mm-hmm. even more issues for the Golden Knights. <laughs> but it looks like they, they were kind of ahead of the curve there and signed him to a pretty sweet deal. So Leonard's not going to be out for cap reasons. It's going to be if Leonard wants out. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm not able to find the one that I'm thinking of here. Did he Photoshop Leonard's face onto like the sword in the back picture that was drawn up for Flurry? No, but somebody did that already. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody, somebody made the letter one. Um, there was a tweet, though. Oh, yeah, here. Uh, this was from 22 hours ago. So Andrew Troy, again, the co-host of the Vegas Nightly podcast, uh, at uh, C-H-O-I underscore A-J. 
really going to force a rookie goalie into two consecutive shootouts to decide the fate of this team's season. This team really hates treating all goalies nicely, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does a correction, any and all goalies. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw another stat today, too, in those two shootouts is uh, Logan Thompson stopped eight out of ten in between those two shootouts in, in total. Mm-hmm. Obviously only letting in like the ultimate game-winning shootout goal. Um, and in those two shootouts, Vegas has no goals. They, nobody Ooh. on that team scored to help him out. So yikes! That's that's very tough. And like you look at the guys on that team, it's like like Eichel, Pacioretty, Carlson, Stone, like just to name a few, right? Like how does that not? How do they not have any goals? Like not a mm-hmm. single one. So it's it's just got to be so defeating for Thompson. And then also, it, it kind of makes me think like what's going on in Vegas that like the motivation is just so low for these guys. Like they should have dominated the stars. They should have dominated all season. I know they had injuries, but yeah. And I think that is kind of the thing, right? Is a bunch of injury, but a lot of people are talking about, Oh, they're trying to circumvent the cap. It's definitely a good combination of both. Right. And it's, and, and honestly, the people that are complaining about the cap circumvention and whatnot, Mm -hmm it's it's been around for a while really the issue came to the surface just because of tampa doing it last year with a hundred million dollar roster and and kucherov bragging about it (laughs) yeah exactly but i believe it was chicago even in 2015 that also did something similar i don't think it was near to the same dollar amount over yeah i thought we decided it was 2010 or 2012 it was one of the first cups that came right, it would be 2010 or 2013, but either way, oh, yeah, this, 13, is, yeah. this has been a thing for a very long time, and they're they're not going to change it just because of one team doing it, right? So now yeah. other teams are looking for just ways to play the field, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. I did find the tweet actually from Andrew that I was looking for here, and having a bit of an outside perspective to it, I do kind of agree here. Because I I personally am a big fan of Robin Leonard. Uh, So Andrew says, honestly, I kind of hope Vegas trades Robin Leonard. Not because I dislike him. I love the guy. But because this fan base and apparently some of the organization are toxic, radioactive trash. And he does not deserve that negative treatment. He's got a a point. I, I agree with that. 100%. Right. Like, especially for a guy that has been very open and is looked up to for the way that he is trying to remove the stigma around mental health, right? As much as, you know, like next month is mental health awareness month and everything like that too. Right. And people are getting a lot better with it, right? We've come a very long way in the last few years. I would say there's still a massive stigma around mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I love Robin Leonard for being kind of the face of it unintentionally maybe uh for the Mm. nhl it's 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 great um but a guy who's so open about his mental health as well as his physical health even yeah does not deserve to be traded like this so like he's he's fairly happy with the money that he finally like that he deserves right teams underpaid him and like i gave him small contracts for so long right if like really if 
that, that and that's where that stigma comes in, right? If yeah. teams weren't aware of that, this guy would have been signed to a long like long term deals a while ago, right? Oh, yeah. The Islanders would have held on to him longer and everything like that too. Yeah, this is a guy that doesn't deserve that kind of treatment whatsoever. So, and he's got a mm-hmm. solid fan base, right? Like people, people cheer for teams. People also cheer for players themselves, right? And like we've both done that as well. I've been very open about like flurry uh, mm-hmm. appreciation and everything like that too, right? There's a lot of massive fans of Robin Leonard, and it spans across the NHL because the guy's been shuffled around because of his mental illness, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if if a team is going to treat him like this after saying, "Hey, we have confidence in you." And whatnot, then yeah, it, it's better to you know try to do something else. It just hopefully it stops after Leonard, right? It doesn't go on to Thompson and whoever else is coming down the yeah. line, kind of deal. But it's yeah, it, it's rough, especially when the it's a fan base that the fan base as well is really critical of Leonard because they feel he took the job from Flurry, right? Whereas like everybody should know though that it was given to him right like even when flurry was playing amazing and going for yeah and winning the vesna they were still trying to push robin leonard in there yeah right? exactly because they, so, they kind of knew that they couldn't keep both so they wanted to see if leonard could be their guy yeah but even so, when then like flurry's playing great it's no no leonard no leonard no they're just shoving leonard down everyone's throat pretty much yeah so it's yeah I, yeah just to give a little bit more, you know, pro Vegas side here, or maybe not, not like pro Vegas, but from a Vegas mm-hmm. fan within Marcus here. Um, he says that he wants DeBoer gone, Leonard gone, Dodonov gone, Carrier gone, and whoever their power play coaches. And then in capital letters, Kelly McCrimmon gone. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's the, kind of the big thing. Yeah, I was going to say the, the big things there. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering if it is a Pete DeBoer thing, right? Because, be. yeah. Yes, before Pete DeBoer, like it was only what two and a half years or something like that of Gerard Gallant, right? The first coach of the so. Vegas Golden Knights. And it was only two and a half years, but a lot can happen in two and a half years. We didn't really see this kind of stuff happening with Vegas, mm-hmm. right? It was once you had that changing the guard of George McPhee moving up to the president position and Kelly McCrimmon becoming the GM and bringing in Pete DeBoer, which again, Drago Lant, like the Vegas at the time of his firing, I'm pretty sure we're in the third place in the Pacific Division, like halfway through the year or something like that. Yeah. That's not normally yeah. a time when you're firing a coach, no. right? Like what once those two came in, it felt like everything kind of changed with the Golden Knights, exactly. right? Like yeah. they, they still had that <clears throat> they still like had that relentlessness relentlessness to them, but it became it became toxic. It felt like just kind of in like way, yeah. thinking in hindsight. It's like, yeah, really, everything kind of changed once those two came in. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is it, right? Like Vegas had the identity very early on, and they've continued that of being, you know, big, flashy. And I mean, it even goes to their jerseys next year. They are going to be moving to those uh, to the gold alternates. They're going to become the home jersey next year. Um. So I mean, that's just showing that you know the the flash, right? Like they're literally having a gold jersey as their home one next year. Um, but like, this is like over the last while with those two in the positions that they are in McCrimmon and DeBoer, it's been different there. So, yeah, and yeah, it has just felt a little different for yeah. sure. 
And I remember even this was over a year ago. I had to go back and find this. So for a little bit of time, I was on another podcast as well, a flames related uh, podcast. And I think I, I can't remember how exactly it came up, but I did have a little bit of a talk quick about how I felt like, you know, if, if Vegas kept going for the shiny new thing the year after year, right? Which I get it. If there's a good player available, go for them, right? The Anaheim Ducks are looking to do that this summer with the amount of cap space that they have, right? There are going to be players yeah, available. It, it's different though. Like that, this is, we don't have anybody. And when you're, when you're going new yeah. fat, flashy player, not we want that new flashy player. Like we have yeah. the space and we need it. So. Yeah, and I think and I think the idea came up with Alex Petrangelo is what it was, okay, and it yeah. was oh we got we can shiny shiny nice new Alex Petrangelo, uh, uh, Nate Schmidt you've been fantastic for the club on ice and off the ice the fans love you uh, and like you you've been great uh, see you the fuck later because Petrangelo get your ass in here right like mm-hmm. and and there was like just other moves up to that point right of just you know they're bringing the new flashy thing and they've continued to do that i had said on that show that eventually it's going to come bite vegas in the ass right where i think a lot of players are going to be like yeah i can go get paid there but unless they give me a no trade i'm gone within a couple seasons right yeah. there's no stability here for me and i remember the time getting blasted for that thought right like people were like no there's no way like vegas is a destination place like everybody wants to go there it's like, yeah, but if you're looking for stability, right? And sure enough, now everybody <clears throat> from, you know, the, the the smaller networks and shows, right, such as us and the rest of THPN, that kind of thing, all the way up to guys like Jeff Merrick and whatnot are realizing this, right? Look at that, you, you hipster. Getting yeah, on the train right? before I, it was cool. I was, just, I was just ahead of the curve, I guess. But like... <laughs> everybody's just kind of realizing this now and eventually it's really going to be the players as well. And Vegas is not going to be that destination anymore. Right. Because Mm -hmm. there's no stability, right. It's going to be, okay, I'm going to sign a two year lease on a rental place instead of trying to look for a place to, to buy and stay in. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be gone in the two years anyway. So. Yeah. Well, we have, uh, excuse me. I feel bad because I lied to everybody off the top. I was like, welcome to, (laughs) <laughs> the Quackersport, where we're going to talk about the Ducks, and then for the last twenty, and we're, and we're, we're not going to go too Knights. deep into the big, into the Vegas Golden Knights. And then <laughs> just that one question was like, okay, no, now we have to dive into it. But it, yeah. that's totally fine, though. It, it gives me a place to vent and everything like that, of course. But yeah, uh, and it's it's not even like we have a, like a, a terrible game that we just don't want to talk about, and want to avoid. Like yeah. this is actually a good game that we want to talk about. So just the drama of the fucking Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we get into that, though, in two words or less. How are you doing, Nate? Can I give you three? Well, you've already hit five, so fuck ah. the rules. I guess. <laughs> Stressed, but good. <laughs> nice. So we're just we're we're in the final week of like, or the final like full week of class, and mm-hmm. I have like so much due still this week that I'm like I'm just trying to get it all done pretty much. So yeah, I feel that. But yeah. So, I mean, like you were even helping me with a, with an assignment that like I spent six hours on like one section of it yesterday and I'm like, oh God. So, but it, it, it's, it's it university, it right? Yeah. I, I, I know I'm here for a reason and everything like that. Right. Or, or like, I, I, like I knew this was coming kind of thing, right? Like yeah. it's, it's what you signed it, up for. It, yeah. yeah. It, there, there, thank you. That, that's the term I was looking for. It's what I signed up for. And yeah. 
I, I know it, especially after, you know, being a career student at this point, but um, I was just like, man, I, I just, I just have to get through this week and get everything done. And then it's, it, it, it can, I can breathe for a bit until I have like the two finals on the same day next week. Yeah. So, but I, I'm, I'm guessing you're kind of in the same boat too. <laughs> exactly the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But We're just trying except, here. <laughs> yeah. Except I'm done at, at the end of the week. So, or not like the end of the week, but in a week I'm done <laughs> forever. <laughs> or as long as I want to be anyways. Oh yeah. So. I'm still in this for a bit. Yeah. I, I know. The- I did it to myself. I see we got Lauren in the chat here dropping a quack quack in. Hey, what's up? Oh. Okay. Last question. Allie wants to know when do you graduate? Uh, it's supposed to be the end of the year next year is when I'm supposed to, as long as everything stays on track right now. So <laughs> I I would just I I'd love to be done. I again I know I signed up for this, like literally signed up for this, but yeah. I I am kind of getting sick of school, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so <laughs> which is fair. Like All right. I'm actually excited to go into my summer job. So because it is actually kind of what I want to do mm-hmm. uh like after I'm done school. So it's kind yeah. of dipping my foot into that now. So yeah, very excited perfect. about that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well. Let's, uh, finally, after finally. the world's longest <laughs> intro, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's get into this Ducks game here. So, Ducks 5, Sharks 2 in the second last game of the season here. Um, I, I mean, really a nothing game to teams drastically out of a playoff spot. At this point, it didn't really matter who won, but it is always nice to beat the Sharks. Um, really, I think probably the big story out of this one is Zegras's 60th point uh, yeah. of the season. That's Yeah, I guess there's, a, there's a few stories, but that's one that I definitely took a look at. Yeah, Zegras scoring 60 points on the season, which you think about it for a rookie and the people that he's, especially over this like last couple of months, the type of players that he's played with, that's a massive accomplishment. Mm-hmm. 60 points? As a rookie, like in his yeah. first full season, that's awesome. Yeah, I pulled up the rookie scoring for this season. He's second in the in rookie scoring in the league, uh, second only to Michael Bunting, um, who has sixty three points. Um, Bunting's also played five more games uh, than him. Uh, seventy nine. Zegers has played seventy four. Was he injured at some point in the season? Because it seems weird to me that Zegers hasn't. Like I thought he was healthy all season. At the, if I'm remembering correctly, at the start of the season, uh, Dallas Eakins was kind of doing the same thing as he did last year of like, oh, yeah, okay, play again. No, okay, now we're going to sit you for a bit. Play again. Now we're going to sit you for a bit. Gotcha. So So he was like healthy scratched. Yeah, pretty much. So, which I've said it before, Dallas Eakins into next year still terrifies me. (laughs) (laughs) At least he's gotten away from like the start and stop with Trevor's egress, right? Yeah, now it's hey, if uh, Derek Grant is healthy, we're gonna strap him to you. Mm. Oh, right, <laughs> Ali. Uh, Ali brought this up here that he had COVID um, for that bit in right. December. Yes, so he was one of those guys right. that got scratched, but they didn't postpone our games. So yeah, you're right. right. Thanks. That's Thanks correct. For that. That's correct. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, like, j- just purely looking at points, like I think that kind of says like, oh, Trevor Zegers should win the Calder this year because he's like Raymond Insider have cooled off a little bit. Um, no one else is really even close. Michael Bunting is the only guy ahead of him, but he's got five years on him. So, and, and like they're 
And Zegris is they're, they're producing kind of that, right? better at a point at like in points per game. Yeah, that's like too. his average. He's yeah. producing way better. So, yeah. so like if, I, I still feel it should be. You have to throw in three guys there, obviously, right? So Bunting's mm-hmm. going to be included because he's been producing. Yeah, and he has yeah, been impactful yeah. for that Toronto Maple Leafs team. He's been, huge, however, yeah. though, I think it should really come down. And like I'm even trying to remove bias here. It should come down to Zegras and Cider. Because what Cider mm-hmm. is doing, actually, at his age as a defenseman as well, right? Like, we've been very, very fortunate with, with Jamie Drysdale, mm-hmm. right? But Detroit got something just even a little bit more. And that's not a slight on Drysdale. That's just Cider's that good. A- Allie, do you hear that? Now now Nate is the hater of Drysdale <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not hating on Drysdale. Drysdale is awesome. I'm just saying that there's just, like, like Cider's just another level for a rookie defenseman, right? Which, like, that's just hard to do in itself. But yeah. then to come in at the age that both these guys did. Right. Like it's really impressive what Cider's been able to do, like to have the offensive production on top of actually, but he's not a defensive liability as a young guy. Right. Like he's playing like a seasoned veteran for the most part, which is incredible in itself. So like Mm. it's, 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 it's complicated to kind of go like, oh, a forward versus a defenseman for like when they're doing two completely different things. Right. Yeah. Um, but still equally uh, impactful and major components of their teams. So for sure. Um, Cider does have a year up on um, Jamie Drysdale. He's 21, whereas Drysdale's only 20. Um, okay. So like S- still the young yeah. defenseman. Yeah, right? exactly. So I, I'm just saying like if, if Drysdale was say down in the minors this year and we brought him up next year for his like 21 year old season, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he put up very, very similar numbers to what Sider's doing yeah. this season. So, um, not not saying obviously that Drysdale doesn't deserve to be up this season because he's been hugely impactful for the Ducks. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I do agree. Zegers and Sider are kind of the two names um, that I think should win it. Bunting should definitely be in there. Like he's given what this guy was projected yeah. to do. He's blown it out of the wall oh yeah he's deserved to be in the top like in the in the finalists i don't think he should win it though personally yeah i'm in a discord with a fantasy league and it's about 50 percent leafs fans and 50 (laughs) percent fans of other teams so i hear a lot about michael bunting and yeah like this like the dude plays up and down the lineup like it doesn't matter matter if he's Mm -hmm. playing with auth oh my gosh slow down (laughs) it doesn't matter if he's playing with austin matthews or like I don't know, whoever their fourth line center is, I, I don't care enough to know. But like he he still produces <laughs> no matter where he's put Spezza? in. So I think maybe. Yeah. Cause yeah, I yeah, I think you're right. Now I, I want to double check. Spezza. This. <laughs> um, so obviously I want Zegris to win, and I think Zegris deserves to win it, but all three of those guys are deserving. It's it's not like some like previous years where I'm like, if this guy doesn't win it, this is this looks so bad on the league. Like, mm. like the Kale McCarr year. Like, yes, Quinn Hughes was good, but like, he wasn't Kale McCarr, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, so, Spezza is on that fourth line projected by Daily Faceoff. However, he's on the right side. It's Colin Blackwell in the center for the fourth oh, okay. line there. With okay. David Kampf and then John Tavares and Austin Matthews. Gotcha. That's what they have projected, at least. So. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, the, I, I kind of knew this was going to turn into a uh, Calder <laughs> discussion again, but like, 
Either we're, way. We're, we're getting to that point though, right? These yeah, awards yeah, are exactly. going to be announced pretty soon here. So yeah. Um, and, and, and it is going to be those three. Like there's, there's no other options. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and it worked out great actually, because I wanted to bring up this tweet that I had put out, uh, is it yesterday or two days ago? I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. Yesterday. Um, so it, it just works out that we're talking about Toronto when we talked about Vegas. So I put out a tweet, actually, just a, a, a poll asking who's the like who is actually more hated as a team organization uh, in the NHL. And the options were Vegas or Toronto. Mm-hmm. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going <laughs> to be, to be honest with you. 446 votes total. Results were 53 to 47. Do you want to take a guess who? Uh, I'm going to go with Vegas was toronto oh really 53 percent. i thought maybe the recency bias would have played yeah. in, in a little bit there but but it's it's very it was very very close so much closer than i thought it was going to be mm-hmm. um where it was there's a there was a tweet here in the replies from uh at not that Kristen who says uh congrats to vegas it took the maple leafs decades <laughs> <laughs> um ali has a question here. Do you think Bunting would still produce uh, if he wasn't with Austin Matthews and Marner? Um, I mean, it wouldn't be to the same level. No. But I think the guy could still produce. He would still be a key piece. Of, He'd be an impactful player of for the sure. Maple Leafs this season, I think. Yeah. 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 I, I've I, I picked him up in a couple fantasy leagues, like here and there, just like as a waiver pickup to cover injuries. Yeah. Um, and, and he he obviously produces more with Matthews and Marner, like. He, you put me I feel like on the would. ice with them. Like I'm going to probably score 50 points in a season yeah. <laughs> if I played the whole season with them. You got a chance. But, so yeah. So it's so like his numbers would probably be significantly less, but um, he is still able to produce without those guys. Just obviously to a lesser extent. That being said, though, I think the impressive part about Zegras is he is the guy that is generating these chances. Yeah. With, with Michael Bunting, I. Not that I've watched a ton of Leafs games, but I don't think he's the guy driving that line. Whereas whatever line Zegers is on, he is the guy driving that line. Yeah, 100%. Which actually kind of leads into one of my other points here. Uh, we talked, we, we, we keep talking, or I guess at least I do, and a lot of other yeah. people, <laughs> wanting that TMZ line back together, right? Mm-hmm. Terry, Milano, and Zegers. I got a fun stat here for you. Hit me. In the game against San Jose last night, the TMZ line only played a total of 26 seconds. Okay. The entire game. So it was an accident when they went on the ice together. But that line got a goal. Perfect. That connection got a goal. In, <laughs> In 26, 26 seconds. seconds of ice time, that connection got a goal. So... Let's do some quick math here. And we're not doing it. Why? That's this isn't a consistent line. Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, so 26 divided by 16, Dallas Eakins refuses seconds. to put together a decent lineup. Like not even like the players individually, just yeah. the actual configuration. Why? <laughs> I get it. It's the end of the season. We want to tank, but I at least want to see a decent, a decent team try. It's kind of hard when you're handicapped, right? Yeah. Like, like it, it's the equivalent of okay, we're going to go play this game. We're going to play as hard as we can, but we're going to tie a hand behind our back just to make it worse for the sake of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, if the idea is to tank, 
okay, fine, whatever. But if I see any other crap like a and and this isn't to bag on these guys individually again, this it's it's configuration is my issue. If I see anything along the lines of Grant Zegris Aston Reese next season, the the camera will be gone because this entire desk will get flipped. And there is a lot of heavy, expensive shit on this desk. I do not want to see it next season. No. I, I will I shut agree. up about it for the rest for the rest of the season. I mean, there's only one game left anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I do not want to see that next year at all. And nor yeah. does any other Ducks fan. Nobody does. Absolutely. Zero. Like, there, there's one person on this planet who wants to see that. And his name is Dallas Eakins. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Okay. I, I want to harp on one more thing. Oh, wait. Just, but, sorry, but it I wanna, stems from a positive as well. I want to go. I want to carry on with your stat here. Okay. Um, if, if I did the math right, because I've been doing a lot of math recently. So my brain's kind of fried. <laughs> but one goal in 26 seconds. If you spread that out for goals four per 60 minutes, that's 138 goals in, in 60 minutes. And so like I average mean, average ice time is what, 20 minutes for a top line? So let's divide that by three. That's 46 goals a fucking game at that pace. I mean, obviously it's inflated, <laughs> yeah. right? But like, but is it? <laughs> but it's, it's we've seen the line do well in the very short spurts that they get. Right, you notice right away when those three are together on the ice. Is it because everybody on the opposition, their pants turn brown? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, sir, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Right? Like you, you straight up look at the three of them, and you're like, okay, yeah, they're all very good players individually. You look at the three of them together, and you go, I really do not want to be on the other end of the highlight package tonight. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you want, right? Not none of those guys are massive hulking guys, right? But the fact that they could make you look like a timbit out there, an absolute pylon, a total pigeon, right? That is intimidating. Yeah. Why would you not utilize that? <laughs> like, On a- I, I've tried to find a reason besides, okay, they're just going for the tank. They're trying to go for the best pick possible at this point. Yeah. I've tried to find any other reason besides that, and I can't think of it besides insanity. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're right. The- there, there's no other reason to, to have done it, and there, there definitely wasn't any reason to do it as long as he did it. Yeah. So I want to throw out one more. Yeah. I want to throw out one more positive here and then kind of question something. All right. Okay. Uh, so Anthony Stolarz had a great game last night as well. I thought, mm-hmm, um, for sure. Yeah. Guy had, uh, 31 saves on 33 shots, uh, a three, uh, nine thirty nine save percentage in the full 60 minutes. And I believe he was, oh, I got to pull up the number here. Actually. Uh, he was one, he was at least a goal, uh, above expected or goal save above expected for sure. Um, I'll find the exact number here. Where did that go? Uh, yeah, 1.04 goal save above expected. So there's one that should have gone in that he that he saved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took a look at him for the season as well. Uh, both like his advanced and um, 
uh, and his, you know, his, his traditional stats here. So his traditional stats for this season, 27 games played, uh, a 12, 8, and 3 record. So a winning record on a team that is sitting bottom 10 in the league mm-hmm. as a backup with nearly 30 games played. Sorry, what did you say? A 12, 8, and what record? 12, 8, and 3 in 27 games played. Okay. Um, a 2.62 goals against and a 9.19 save percentage with three shutouts. Yeah, the three shutouts is what impresses me the most. And for the season as well, his goal save above expected is negative 0.3. So he's right where he he's should right be where, yeah. for chances and everything like that, right? He's played... Mm solid this year yeah and i think probably the only reason that that stat is so low not not like low but like is at the average is he had like a couple like pretty bad games or not like bad games but I like even know high scoring was, games you know and i and those weren't even on him from what i remember it was no they the weren't in front of him right? yeah exactly so you take out a, a couple of those outliers and he probably has like i don't know plus three plus four i'm like i, yeah. I don't know what it would be i'm just kind of guessing yeah exactly but, so why would this guy not play just a little bit more in general? Yeah. Um, right? I get John Gibson's got the bigger contract and everything like that, right? He's And, and he's capable of being the starter, like yeah. the number one goalie, not just a 1A. John Gibson is a one number yeah, one goalie. For sure. But especially when we saw him struggling, right? Why are you not playing Stellars a little bit more just in general? Yeah. He's a solid goalie. He, mm-hmm. He's a he's a great option. Yeah. Why, why would you not? I, I've said this for a long time that, and then before I've kind of always said like, Anthony Stellars should be traded to a team that is going to use him as a 1B goalie because that's what he is. That's yeah. what, that, that's his potential. That's what he deserves. I think he can and, hold and then we that. Need, What's that? Yeah, he, he could hold half a season to himself. The yeah, Ducks exactly. are very fortunate that we still have him next year for just under a million. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. If he was going into a contract year this year, we have a lot of space, mm-hmm. but that number might go up to a two, right? Which is still a yeah. good number, mm-hmm. but that's an over 100% increase on what he's making currently. Yeah. And it would be well-deserved. Yeah, for sure. I, but hear me out for a second. The okay. I think there's there's not many, but there's a few teams around the league that would pay out the ass for a one B goaltender, especially at one million dollars and potentially mm. for two million dollars as an extension. Right? There, Edmonton, Toronto. Well, no, maybe not Arizona. Um, potentially Vegas, depending on what happens with Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's probably a few more I'm missing, but just off the... Oh, um, Montreal, potentially. Yeah, there's probably a few more. But, and I think we could get a good haul in return. And then all we have to do is find a backup goaltender, not like your 1B goaltender, a backup who is good for 10 games, and that's about it. Yeah. The other option now, after this season, I think is keeping Stellars, trading John Gibson, as we've talked about before, as your starting goaltender, because there's teams also that could maybe use the starting goaltender. And then we acquire a 1A goaltender, which would be cheaper than Gibson's 
what is it? I think 6.4-ish million. Um, uh, I'll double check here. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It would be cheaper, and then we can actually use Stellars to the best of his ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you are correct. Uh, 6.4 there. Okay. Um, oh, actually, Ali says Dostal. Yeah, it would be great to see if Dostal can hold that, you know, yeah. second second spot. Um, it might be a little too early for him, but we so we might need to bring in someone like now. Sorry, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We might need to bring in someone for the year to kind of cover that spot, but eventually we need to get Dostal in. I'm not entirely sure that it's maybe too early for him. Would it be nice to have him one more year in the AHL? Yeah. No, no, sure. Sorry, I sorry, I don't mean one more year in the AHL. I mean it's too early to be like, oh, you're our starting goaltender. Have fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about yeah. like uh, a Dostal Stellar's tandem if we were yeah. to get rid of John Gibson. Um, which that idea has unfortunately picked up some traction. Uh, yeah. I've been it's noticing. not my favorite, but um in terms of Stellars though being part of a tandem though, I don't think that would be too early. I'd like him to have one more year in the A, but the guy did play in the Finnish Liga, which is the top league in Finland. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's just it's filled it's, with adults, yeah. right? And he played there for two seasons before coming to North America. He's a young goalie, but he's had a lot of time compared to other goalies his age, at least from North America, that like he's he's had a lot more time playing against grown men, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is a massive factor. Absolutely. I think we, I think we talked about it, what was it, two episodes ago? Because um, we had that question of uh, like which goalie has the has more potential, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing with me and like for European goalies, a lot of these guys will play for a bit in the top leagues that like of, of their country right and finland sweden especially like the the liga and the shl are not leagues to really laugh at by any mm-hmm. means there's some yeah. quality hockey coming out of there and then you give him uh you know he got games last year as well in san diego he got a lot of games this year in san diego guys running a 915 mm-hmm. he's deserved the chance to come up yeah 100%. absolutely I honestly think the ideal situation, because I don't think Dostal is ready for, well, he, he, don't, he doesn't have the sample size to be a 1A or a 1B goaltender in the NHL. I, I don't think he needs to play in the AHL anymore, but I think giving him half the starts in the NHL is a little bit too much. And I mean, this team has very low expectations for next year too, so... I mean, give mm-hmm. him 30, 40 games, see what he can do. And Currently, if, it has low expectations. I want to see what happens yeah. with free agency and everything. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the thing, too. I, I think in my ideal scenario is, and, and what would be a good offseason for me is if the Ducks kept Gibson, they shipped Stellars off for a decent package that, that gives them some sort of benefit, like immediate benefit from, say, Toronto, um, because I think he could do well there. Um, and then that opens up the spot for Dostal to be the backup next mm-hmm. year. Give him twenty, a few more twenty shots. to thirty games, and I think that, and maybe he'll play himself into earning more. Mm-hmm. Doubtful with Eakins behind the bench, but he'll <laughs> at least get the second half of back to backs. And when John Gibson inevitably yeah. has his slowdown or you know 
tweaks something and is out for a week, like Dostal will have those games. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's my ideal situation. And then hopefully we get, we, we can send Stellaris to a team that's maybe strapped for cap and get a decent player that can help this team out now in return. That, that's mm-hmm. kind of my ideal scenario. Like I, I love Stellars and I don't want him to go anywhere, but he he he's impeding Lucas Dostal's progress at this point. So I say that last part again. Who's impeding? Stellars. Well, somebody. So some yeah, one of, some, one of some. our goalies is preventing Dostal from playing in the NHL. Whether you want yeah. to say it's Gibson or Stellars, but one of them needs to go for Dostal to come up. Yeah, I, I see what you're talking about, and I mean it's not a bad problem to run into right like mm-hmm. examples i think of are the longest time henrik lundquist with the new york rangers you're, you're never yeah. taking that starting role um yeah. the uh the mid to late 2000s of uh you know mika kippersoff mm-hmm. and calgary kind of mismanaged that they didn't really it seemed like they never really envisioned a future without mika kippersoff so that's why it took until jacob markstrom for them to be like okay mm-hmm. this is our guy Right. Everybody seemed like a potential guy and it never really worked out. Um, I'm trying to think of some some other places even. For the longest time, it felt like Mark andre Fleury in Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, until he started to falter off a little bit and uh, and Matt Murray came in, which makes sense. Um, yeah, like just, just a few examples there. So, and, okay, actually even a little bit more of a local one, Jonas Hiller. Right, still yeah. playing great and everything like that. But you got two guys banging at the door: Freddie Anderson and John Gibson. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it, even then it was okay. We have to decide between one of these guys because the NHL wasn't quite at the tandem yet. Yeah, right. And, as and being, as being a normal are, thing, both of those guys were starting goalie potential too. So, yeah. like, but could you imagine a tandem? Like, if if tandems were a bit more common at the time a tandem of Anderson and Gibson and be able to keep that. Yeah. That'd be for insane. At least five years or more. Yeah. Do you imagine that? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. So, um, yeah, I think we kind of got off track with the Stolarz talk there, but, bit, but, but you're right. Bad. He did have a phenomenal yeah. season and a phenomenal game as well. Yeah. So, um, I'm just looking at the time here. I, I know that we have more to talk about in this game, but we don't have a ton afterwards. So I think let's take our quick break. I, I think now we hit most we'll... of the main points. If, unless yeah. there's anything more specific you want to talk about. Um, I do want to touch on some of these other points you, okay. you have in here because they, they were ones that I was going to put in. But yeah, yeah we'll take our, our break first. And then on the other side, we'll wrap up and uh, we'll attempt to wrap up this game before <laughs> midnight tonight. <laughs> Sounds good. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie. Rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. 
Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So the uh, I had some comments I wanted to bring up here as well, just quickly before we okay. Continue Can I on bring up one very quickly before oh, you sure. go into those ones? Because yes, those yep. ones are a bit more imperative. But I've, I just wanted to at least acknowledge this one here yep. uh, from Ali, just asking if I keep up with uh, the Stockton Heat, which is Calgary's affiliate. Uh, she says their goalie Werner is huge. Uh, Adam Werner, if you remember him from Colorado for that little bit there. Okay. And his pads make him, look, I had to laugh at this. His pads made him make him look like the mayor of Flavortown. <laughs> uh, what she's referring to here are these uh, beautiful, like flame goalie pads that he has here that uh, seem to remind her of uh, one, the one and only Guy Fieri. Nice. Yeah, so. those are, yeah, yeah, you're right. Those are. <laughs> Very reminiscent of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just had to appreciate that for a little bit there. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I I will always talk goalie style 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could have your own podcast just about I that. Really I really could. Think. Yeah, I could. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So a couple questions I wanted to get to here that um, just weren't directly related to the game, but now's a good time to bring them up. Yeah. Lauren asks, uh, will we be doing a season recap? Yes. So our Sunday episode. Um, well, the one that we record Sundays that comes out Monday, um, that'll be a season recap. So um, not just for the Ducks, but for um, kind of the league as a whole, because we did division predictions um, as well. See how wrong we were. Yeah. I haven't I, looked I at these I in months, so I'm not actually sure. I, I, I know that like, we did not a, bad. Yeah. So. There's a couple teams where I'm like, okay, we got to, like, from what I can remember, we got to close. But there's others where, like, I know we both had the Islanders finishing, like, second or first. And we're yeah, like, no. that's tough. <laughs> I... I also distinctly remember putting <laughs> Philly pretty high and Buffalo oh. a little bit higher than they probably should have been. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, though, Buffalo did at least make big steps moving forward. Yeah. Oh, like absolutely. If, yeah. if they continue in the path that they did this year, they'll be contending in a couple of years here, I think. They should be. Yeah. So. I mean, they've kind of been saying that every year for the last... 10 years but but this actually looks promising yeah it looks like from an, from, like, from sure. an outside perspective this is very different from what we've seen over the last fucking 10 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so yes lauren we uh the next episode will be a big one because we'll talk the dallas stars game we'll review the whole season for the ducks um we'll review kind of the whole league just in general in our predictions and then we'll also give a playoff preview because that'll probably start monday or tuesday next week mm-hmm so okay, uh, so I guess I, I guess I lied earlier. It's not going to be the last time that I talk about Dallas Eakins and his lineup ideas, <laughs> because if we're talking about the duck season as a whole, obviously that's a major component. That's, of it. that's a pretty big thing. Yeah, that's a pretty big thing. Uh, and then Ali asks here uh, if that is a TQR jersey behind me. Yes, that is a TQR jersey. Um, Are you yeah. able to pull it down, or do I got to show off my shorts here? Because <laughs> I can grab mine. <laughs> uh. No, I, I could probably get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's see. Yeah. We'll show it out to the people here. So, yeah, we got these uh, made for us here just a little bit ago, maybe about a month and a half or something like that. Um, month and a half ago, Carter, we got these done. Or they, I uh, guess they got sent to us. About so that, yeah. Months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
They're done by uh, a buddy of mine from, uh, I do work with aesthetics as well, Dallas Kirkpatrick. Uh, he has his own company, um, Kirkpatrick Designs, and uh, Maplewood Hockey is what did these jerseys up here. So, and yeah, we got them all custom up with yeah. uh, our name. Maplewood and right up there. Yeah, our, with our names on the, on the back and number 19 for the, the podcast starting in 2019 there. Yeah. And uh, this is the, the, yeah, the, the logos and, and arms, best yeah. I can show it here. So, logos yeah. and the entire jersey and everything like that was designed by me. So I think yeah, there's only one little tweak that uh, that Dallas had suggested. I think it was just something with the collar we had changed. Um, but other than that, that was done by me. I'm very proud of it myself. So um, yeah, I love those jerseys. And mine's just on the it, it, around this corner is the door that goes out to the rest of my house. So that jersey's hanging up there. So. Um, yeah, so every time I leave a show or that, I get to see that beautiful jersey. So, yeah, yeah, we we don't have them for sale. Um, we, those are the only two ones in existence. We hope maybe yeah. one day to try and you know get a run out for people. But um, yeah, it is it we'll is see. an idea. So I mean, if you're interested, throw it throw it in the comments so that we know um, if you're interested in one, and we'll try to do something. Uh, we'll try to do something with that because we we have heard. Um, uh, like we did put out a little feeler, like when we first got them, of like, hey, would anybody in- be interested in one of these? And we did actually get quite a few responses, which I was mm-hmm. very happy about. So, yeah. But, um, but in the meantime, we have a merch store that yes. doesn't have these jerseys, but they they do have some pretty sick stuff um, that Nate did all the designs for. Links down at the bottom there. If you're watching, uh, if you're just listening, it is tqrshop.myspreadshop.com, where you can get all the merch there, uh, .ca if you're in Canada. But again, that's my, nope, tqrshop.myspreadshop.com or .ca if you're yep. and in if, Canada there. And for those that are watching live as well, it's just sending out right now, but I threw it in the chats as well. So, Cool. So, yeah, there was a couple other things about this game here. Um, the big one that I wanted to touch on that you had as well uh, was Max Comtois getting his fifth goal of the season in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, goals in back-to-back games for him, 15 points now in the season. Obviously, he was dealing with injuries for a bit and had a, a, a pretty rough start to the season as well, potentially playing through a bit of an injury. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think he's really picked it up lately, and that's good to see. And obviously, the season's almost done, but <laughs> I just really hope that he can carry it into next season. Yeah, I mean, like, I know he wasn't playing great earlier on, and then, but it really doesn't help your confidence as well when the coach is just like, yeah, I'm going to sit you for extended periods at a time. Yeah, it makes it tough to get into it, too, not even yeah. just for confidence. And, but. and I mean, like, this this guy's only, a, at this point now, is a year removed from being the top scorer on this team, right? Yeah. Like, but, and he's only gotten, he's gotten under half of the amount of points. Yeah, five goals, 15 points on the season. Um, this year where I, I believe last year without looking, he had 33. I, I have that stat up here somewhere. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, it was, it was in the thirties uh, anyways. What do you have last year? Oh my, I have the game logs open. That's why. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, last year, 33 points. He had 16 goals and 17 assists. So, and that was in 55 games this year. He's played 51. And remember last year was only, how many games did we play last year for a season 56 56 yeah, yeah so he only missed one game um this year he got sad for a good chunk of the season mm-hmm. so but which is really unfortunate i mean 
Yeah. So. Yeah, between injuries and being a healthy scratch. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a lot. But yeah, that's uh, it's good to see him getting kind of back into things a little bit. Like, yeah. if, I, if I hope were... he has a comeback. I hope he has a comeback year next year. And oh, me too. Yeah. Just sit him as soon as he's like not playing great. Yeah, I, I think next season will be different because he'll be going in presumably fully healthy um, at the same time as everybody else as well. So everyone will kind of be in the same boat. He'll probably, yeah. you know, prove himself throughout training camp and then kind of earn that that top or earn a top spot back. Mm-hmm. So I, I I can't remember if we were talking about it or if I read it somewhere or something like that, but it sounds like he also came to camp not in the bet or like in the shape that he was hoping for or that and the, the team yeah. was hoping for. So mm-hmm. that kind of set him back already. So yeah, exactly. So but, he'll probably learn from that. And yeah. I, I expect big things from Comtois next season as well. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for him. So yeah, should be, should be real good. Um, yeah, I think, oh, the other one I wanted to bring up that you had here was the Vakken and Drysdale combo on defense there. Yeah, that was just a stat that I came across that I was like, really? Okay. Uh, so yeah, the Vakken 9 and Drysdale uh, defense combo is a chance machine, is what I have here in the notes. Uh, that game against San Jose last night, they had 12 shot attempts, seven of them actually being on net. So that the, the two of them combined for seven shots on net. Mm-hmm. And only one of them was blocked, which leaves, if my math is correct, four that missed the net. But like shots on net from the point, especially in a game when um, looking at the uh, excuse me the the shot map for this game, the Ducks didn't have a whole lot from the point. San Jose was really good at shutting that down. It seemed like mm-hmm. um, that that's pretty damn good just coming from those yeah. two guys right like sure. like by the but here I'll, I'll i'll pull it up so like it'll kind of help um not just because i love pulling up the, the shot map but it does actually kind of help in this case um but they were allowed to just kind of come down um closer to the net there so they didn't have to take those point shots mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot going on out here right Everything yeah. else is very low, relatively. Mm-hmm. So, which is not a bad thing. So, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, if if they're gonna let you walk into that spot, like, go for it, do it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, yeah, I, I hope to see a little more from those two next season as well. I think they make a pretty decent pairing. Uh, I mean, obviously, ideally, you'd could maybe spread them out a little bit, but I think obviously they work well together. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just mean like pair them with, um, with, with veterans or something like that. Cause they're both fairly young, but if it works, it works. So yeah, exactly. Like we'll, we'll see if, you know, maybe against a better team than the sharks. Um, we'll see, we can see next season how that combo does, but mm-hmm. looks promising for now. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, Okay. Um, anything else you wanted to add? I think that was kind of all I wanted to hit on for this game. Yeah, I think that's. Yo, what? Sorry, I'm seeing a comment. <laughs> there, no. The Coyotes and the Stars are tied currently. Jeez, <laughs> it's three three now, and Montreal won in overtime. Yep, my money. Okay. <laughs> all right, that, that's fine. I I really just used my luck up in that one night. I think. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and one night I made 40 bucks and then I haven't hit on anything really since. Or no, sorry. I think I hit on what I've hit on one bet in the last three days since. Remember to gamble yes. responsibly, everybody. I'm still, I'm yeah. still using bank <laughs> credits. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, shall we get into some news here? Yeah. Let's a, a, a few points. To we actually got some about, news. So. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Uh, so Ducks recalled Hunter Drew, Buddy Robinson, and Trevor Carrick from San Diego. I guess to get him in for a couple games, Gulls have already clinched a playoff spot, so mm. might as well uh, give him a shot up here. Um, yeah, Hunter Drew, um, I-, I thought looked pretty good against the Sharks. Uh, he had a fight against uh, somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was his NHL debut. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. No, no points for him, but he does get a fight under his belt. So, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to the NHL. There had fourteen shifts, nine twenty three of ice time, which is yeah, that's pretty good for uh, for your first game there. So, uh, coming up to the NHL from the AHL, of course, uh, he's actually currently sitting fourth for San Diego Gulls scoring. It's mm. I guess I'm kind of getting a little bit into the Gulls update, but I'll give like a full breakdown here uh, in a bit. Uh, yeah, Hunter Drew is uh, in fourth place currently in, uh, in goals scoring in 64 games down in San Diego. He's got 17 goals and 21 assists. Uh, who else are we talking about here? Buddy Robinson, who this season in the NHL has played 31 games, has a goal and six points on the season as well. And his AHL numbers, I'm switching between a bunch of tabs here. Um <laughs> His AHL stats, 28 games, four goals, five assists for nine points. And then uh, Trevor Carrick, um, which is Sam Carrick's brother, who we'll also get to uh, later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tre- is Trevor? Trevor, come here, buddy. Uh, Trevor Carrick has played in 61 games this year and as a defenseman has 10 goals and 20 assists for 30 points in San Diego this year. Um, and for the NHL, uh, he actually, he hasn't played an NHL game actually since the 2019, 2020 season when he was a member of the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the, and that was the season that he played the most games, uh, in one season at three. Uh, he didn't put up any points. He has yet to register an NHL point. Um, but he already has 12 penalty minutes under his belt and five shots. So nice. Um, Ali just said here that, um, she believes they just moved Trevor Carrick down. Yeah, just on a quick Google search, it looks like just recently, um, like the, this news article was from an hour ago. Yeah, they sent him back. Oh, okay, down. So, so yeah, we, <laughs> we we were recording already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, we have one game left at this point. It's just to kind of fill a couple spots, I think, and give a couple yeah. guys a last shot against Dallas yeah. there. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. But it's transactions and news nonetheless. So Exactly. So we're <laughs> going to talk about it. Yep. Um, yeah, you brought up um, Sam Carrick earlier when you were talking about his brother there. Yeah. Um, the Ducks extended him to uh, by two years um, for 850000 per year. So, yeah, that's uh, decent numbers, I think. I, I mean, Sam Carrick is one of those guys that can fill in relatively quickly and, and do a mm. decent enough job on the fourth line to cover for injuries. So I... I'm a hundred percent fine with that. That is, yeah, zero yeah. issue for me. So, no, yeah, and especially for a guy that's uh, he's got 19 points currently in 64 games played, 850k. I'll take that. That works. Yep, 
Yeah, absolutely. So, and I mean that that is also a uh, season high, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, definitely a season high for uh, games played and points. Uh, his next best season high was the very start of his career in 2014-15 with the Toronto Maple Leafs, playing in 16 games and getting two points. Uh, this season he played in 64 games, which is a big jump even from last year where he only played 13. Um, and yeah, scoring 11 goals and 19 points on the season. So nice. Yeah. Um, okay. This, this last one, I, I've kind of heard rumblings about it, but, um, I, I think you probably right. know a little bit more. All right. What, one more thing here. Um, oh, yeah. Tarek shooting at a 13.8%. That's not yeah, bad. That's pretty good. When, when I was looking yeah. at the rookie numbers, that's, um, just slightly higher than what Zegris is shooting at. He's at a 13.1. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Solid. I like that. So and uh, put them 49... on a line together and rack up the goals. <laughs> yeah, and forty nine point four percent on the faceoff dot as well. So nice. Um, yeah, as I was saying, you probably know a little bit more about this than I do. So I'll let you take the reins on this last um, piece here. Uh, yeah. So there's this is just a. It's not news exactly. It's just there's rumors are starting to build right now of uh, which in Ducks land is news. Yeah, news. <laughs> uh, about the uh, uniform that the Ducks wear, the jerseys and all that kind of stuff. So uh, John Hoven of uh, NHL on Sirius XM, and uh, he's also on Kings of the Podcast, uh, had put out a tweet uh, yesterday, I believe, that said, quote, in Anaheim, expecting more orange to be part of the Ducks jersey offerings next season. And I- I've kind of seen a little bit of this pick up. Mm. Over the last couple of days. Yeah. Allie's calling us out here. She knew we were going to talk jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> that, always do. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like the idea would be that the orange alternate uh, with the Mighty Duck cresting is potentially going to become the home jersey. And a lot of people are thinking, okay, well, if it'll, it'll kind of be like the jerseys I guess we have now, right? Where the black one started as an alternate to the, uh, the word mark and then there was a white version that was made of it mm-hmm. as it got brought into the, as the home Jersey. Uh, a lot of people are thinking this could be the case for this year. And uh, this is something that I've been wanting at least for a while, because we, we know, unfortunately that they'll never return to the eggplant and Jade, as long as the well, these are owners uh, It's kind of what I've been told and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, by some people who have a, a deeper connection than, uh, than I do, but um this is at least a start in the right direction, uh, hopefully, of what a lot of fans have been asking for for a long, long time. Every time we watch a Ducks broadcast, which I've watched at least 65 or 70 of the 82 or 81 games so far this season, I'm always taking a look around in the arena of how many, like, just kind of an idea of mighty duck branding to the like duck just like the web foot uh branding most of the time the the web duck foot is severely uh outnumbered compared to the mighty duck whether it's the orange jersey whether it's the 25th anniversary whether it's the og right Mm. um and there i think i think we even talked quickly that we noticed that the Samuelis during the pre and post game stuff for Ryan Getzlaff in that last home game there were wearing those orange mighty duck jerseys. Yeah. 
Uh, I forget who that's, I was... that's usually a pretty good hint about, you know, yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. Because the Anaheim Ducks branding has been their baby. And that was one of the main things that they wanted to do was remove themselves from the Disney image as soon as they bought the team. Yeah. Uh, back in the mid 2000s there. Um, <laughs> I, I have the note here that I, I believe it's just unintentional salt in the wound from the Samuelis knowing that fans want this and, oh, hey, we're going to wear these jerseys, but we're not going to do shit about it like to make it more for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides give you... Uh, very fortunately, a lot of options in the merch stores and whatnot. But it's kind of like what I was talking about with the Islanders and their reverse retro, how fans wanted the fishermen for the New York Islanders. They gave just a Navy version of their jersey now. And the next day put out fishermen merchandise and everyone was like, really? Come on. Yeah. Um, I still feel it's kind of like that. So until I get more clarification on this, I'll still believe that's just salt in the wound, right? Or just like teasing us pretty much. But it would be nice if they are listening, right? And I forget who I saw who uh, who would put this out. Someone put out a good idea of, okay, yeah, now would maybe actually be the time to transition to that jersey and that look, right? Because you had uh, like Korea was the face of, uh, like Paul Korea was the face of like the original Mighty Ducks look. Mm-hmm. And then the word mark was Tamu's and the web duck foot was gets laughs, right? And now you yeah. go into the era of Drys or yeah, Drysdale, Terry, Zegris with this look. Yeah. I like the idea of that. I think it's kind of like it cool. Yeah, I think um, so. And sure. so of course ideas have been going around of oh, okay, if it, oh my list just flickered. Um <laughs> if uh if they go this route and there's a white version made what could this look like and i had actually done up an idea of this uh over a year ago now so i'm just gonna pull it up for anybody who is watching here um i had to go back and find this because i'm like i know i posted it somewhere so yeah this is the idea that i had i'll see if i can zoom in a bit more on it that that's better yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the the orange one here is just it's what it is now. Uh, and then here's my idea at least of a white version of it. Um there was one comment that I had about it just saying like, oh, I feel like there needs to be a bit more orange in there. My design uh brain like I did try more orange, especially in the sleeves, but it it looked too much, actually. Mm-hmm. So hence why there's less of it but it's just it's still a nice accent throughout it's still it's brought into the logo it is different and whatnot but this is my idea at least and i it could really work it could really work yeah even if it is like a little bit more orange added in some way that sort of thing this look could really work and it's at least a happy medium of we're removing ourselves from the web duck foot that looked dated honestly within like a couple years i think um, whether it be the word mark or just the duck foot by itself. And uh, but the Samuel I still get to keep their idea of the um, you know, the Orange County and everything like that, right? Which I, I love the idea of. The only thing I would change if they're going this route as well, get rid of the copper. I think I've talked about this before. Get rid of the copper and go with that silver gray instead. Um I'm just not a crazy fan of that color specifically. With the orange, so, yeah. it, it, it clashes to me. But. It's 
it, it's it's too reminiscent of the Vegas Golden Knights and yeah, you know, at this point, you know, fuck them, right? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, just to tie it together as well, I was kind of following it while you were doing the jersey stuff, and and Ali um, said it as well. But Vegas is out. They, well, a they, a they lost in the shootout to Chicago, um, which I, I can't wait to see how many. Uh, actually, I want to know how many <laughs> saves. Um, you know, Vegas is hated when people are actually cheering for the Blackhawks this season. Yeah. Oh, like oh God. Th- that's how that's how much people hate you now, Vegas. Yeah. They will actively what? cheer for the Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> once again. For one game. L- literally once again. Logan Thompson was perfect until the seventh round of the shootout when he let in a goal from Tyler Johnson and nobody on Vegas scored. Once again. Oh my God. Three consecutive games. That's insane. Does it say who the shooters were? I want to know this. For for Vegas? Who are the shooters? Uh, And and, and I'll pull up. Okay, you pull up for this game if if it's there. Tell me if it's Mm -hmm. there. It is, yeah. Okay, and I will pull up. Uh, the game against Dallas here. I want to. So, I want to see what this looks like. So I'm just curious. for Vegas, it was Stone, Eichel, Theodore, Stevenson, Pacioretty, Marcheseau, and then Amadio in the seventh round. Okay, so they changed it up a little bit then, because in Dallas it was Eichel, Theodore, Waugh, Stevenson, Marcheseau, uh, Dodonov, and Carlson. So, man, those are flickering. Sorry, <laughs> I'm distracted by the the LEDs here. They're flickering yeah. on and off. And, and um, then against and then against San Jose, um, that one was only three rounds, but it was Wa, Eichel, and Theodore again. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Eichel cursed. Absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, so, I kind of feel bad for the guy that he's like, yes, I'm going to make the playoffs. And Vegas went, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to wait the, one more year for that. <laughs> the uh, Dallas-Arizona game also went to a shootout. So they got their point anyways. Yeah. Um, oh, so, man. I love yeah, that. Yeah, they're extra. <laughs> holy shit. Kyrie's came back and won that game. 4-3. Okay, so my bet's screwed no matter what. Man, yeah. I'm really going to hit at least two out of the three wrong, right? I'm yeah. going to get those two wrong. I only did a three-game parlay tonight. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break here. On the other side, we've got upcoming game, Gulls update, and brief what's quacking. Uh, at least I hope it's brief, because otherwise this is a Yeah, it's brief. Episode. It's brief. Okay, <laughs> cool. So yeah, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll hit those three things, and uh, then that'll do it. But first, which one are we on? Uh, This one. He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope. We are here to be your audible Earl Grey, to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. Um, I never noticed that part before. 
your audible Earl Grey. I like yeah, he just kind of passes over it. It's a, I like the description. That's, actually, that's very yeah. nice. That's, that's a very nice, nice description. Yeah. Uh, the one upcoming game we have is the final game of the season for the Anaheim Ducks Friday against the Dallas Stars, 5.30 Pacific time. It's a road game. Yeah, that's about it. Um, Dallas obviously now clinching a playoff spot, so mm-hmm. kind of a meaningless game. Well, actually, no, I don't think it – no, it wouldn't be meaningless because no, they – No, it could potentially – It could decide who they, they play matchup-wise, yeah. Yeah, Nashville and Dallas are still fighting for who they get to play between Calgary and Colorado. <laughs> I don't even know who you'd Yikes. want to play actually in that. I have no I, idea who you'd want, who you'd prefer yeah. to play. N- neither are good options, but Daryl Sutter said it best. Playing Colorado is a waste of time. It's a waste of eight days. Yeah, <laughs> I loved. I loved that. It's a perfect line, but it's yeah, really like is. the not. I, I, no, I'm not trying to take anything away from Calgary here, even though I usually am, but. Calgary is definitely the lesser of two evils when it comes down to those two. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not even going to deny that. Yeah. yeah. Colorado is a beast. Like, they, they had the Western Conference locked up like a week and a half ago. I straight up saw that yeah. they clinched the conference. I'm like, sorry, what now? <laughs> like, I knew you guys were doing good, but like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just that ahead of everybody. Like the standings, I get. I I mean, I guess teams are getting played, so it's gonna change a little bit here. But like that team is in second place in the league with 118 mm-hmm. points. The next team in the Western Conference is the Calgary Flames with 110. They've played the same amount of games. <laughs> yeah. Like six, four, and zero oh in their last ten. Uh, shootouts are four and one. Yeah, whoever plays them, they're screwed because of home ice advantage alone. This season at home, they are 32, five and three. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> and on the road, they're, they're, they're still good. Don't get me wrong. 24, 13 and three. I feel like the Calgary Flames, though, and again, I'm not. I, I'm not trying to be biased. You, you, we, you know that I can separate myself from this. Mm. The Calgary Flames, I feel like you're screwed either way, though, because their home record is 25 nine and seven. Their away record is 25 11 and three. So, so yeah, like it, it doesn't even matter if it's the, home the, or away. Yeah, the Flames yeah. have 20 regulation losses on the season. That's it. The Colorado yeah. Avalanche have 18. That's yeah, terrifying. So, no so, so obviously, <laughs> anything can happen in the playoffs, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Playoffs are the, the, yeah. A, a brand new season. Nothing that you've played the last, what, six, seven months. None, none of that matters anymore. Yeah. So none of that matters. Dallas, not, I was going to say easily, but not easily. Dallas could, you know, overcome Colorado or Calgary and then, uh, like and, and and go far. Like we, we see it pretty much every year. There's a team that just squeaks in, kind of within the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. and then they just like go on a run to the conference finals. Now, okay, I was and, having this conversation earlier. Actually, I don't think Dallas is the team to do it this year. No, Dallas is no, getting no, no. Dallas <laughs> in the first round, 100. percent Nashville would be the team yeah. out of either of those yeah. two to potentially make some noise. I don't think it's Dallas this year, though. And Starcastic no, Reminders so. is going to hate that, and I apologize. 
But just I, I look at that lineup and how they've been playing over the last little while. Like until tonight, they were fighting for a playoff spot potentially with the injured Vegas Golden Knights, mm-hmm. right? Who are losing, like who don't have a lot of guys in their lineup right now. That's yeah. not really where you want to be. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, if Vancouver had brought in a guy like Bruce Boudreaux a week earlier, they could have been the team sitting in that last wild card spot. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think I think so. Oh yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's sure. like a week change around, and like at a week earlier for the Vancouver Canucks could have saved like the entire season and sent them to the postseason, which is mm-hmm. mind blowing to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, I, I mean, there's not really much to say matchup wise for this game between Anaheim and Dallas, but that's the position the stars are in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to come out guns blazing. And yeah, that's, that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> um, okay. You've got a goals update for us here. Uh, yeah, I do. So uh, I've, as we've already said, Uh, Before, the San Diego Gulls are going to be heading to the Calder Cup playoffs. And they it looks like they're going to be playing the Ontario Reign uh, in the first round, the LA Kings affiliate there. Uh, They have two games left this season until the playoffs start. And both of those are against the Tucson Roadrunners. Those games are on Thursday and Friday. uh, Back-to-backs in Tucson there. Um, Before, yeah, playing the Ontario Reign in the first... uh, in the first round there. So, um, and then we'll take a look at, uh, yeah, some stats, which, um, I kind of got into a little bit earlier, but Lucas, uh, Yelevens, who we brought in earlier this season, um, has put up 42 points this year in 61 games, leads the goals in scoring. Uh, Alex Limoges is right behind him with 39 points in 60 games. Nicholas Brouillard has 39 as well. Hunter Drew's in fourth spot with 38, and Jacob Perot with 37 on the season for points. Um, your top goal scorer currently is Alex Limoge with uh, 22 points or 22 goals, sorry, uh, on the season. And your assist leader is Lucas Elevens with 31 of his 42 points being assists. Dang. So. Um, Really liking those numbers, actually. And uh, I'm, I I had to go back to listen to a little bit of our discussion with uh, uh, Shane as well when uh, 11s got brought into the Anaheim fold. And uh, fun fact, actually, he's about to live like two blocks away from me now. <laughs> so um, nice. so I'll be hanging out with him quite a bit. And uh, or hopefully, at least with a with the Flames playoff run here. But um yeah and then we'll go into some goalie stats as well oh they only have lucas dostal showing up right now for some reason oh anyway we'll talk about dostal though 39 games played this season has a 2.63 goals against a 915 save percentage uh two shutouts on the year and 18 14 and three record decent yeah very decent very good i like that uh ali just has a uh couple comments here um our resident ahl knowledge person uh, yes. that all of the games in the first round are going to be in Ontario. Uh, the team with the higher points gets to be the host, even though for game two, the Gulls are technically designated as the home team. Uh, so gotcha. Just probably reduces on travel a bit. I think it's yeah. a, it's a five game series in the first round. Is that right? I think so. I'm trying to get more into the AHL 
like specifics and everything like that. I think it's five games, but I'm not 100% sure. That one yeah. might actually have to be a question for Ali if she knows Yeah, that. It, it, Yeah, it, it was a question to you, and if you didn't know, it was more of a question to Ali. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Um, I also wanted to shout out a new commenter here. Um, sorry if I put your name, but uh, Jaheem. Um, just haven't seen your name before. Welcome to the stream. Yeah. Quack, quack. Much love. Thank you for tuning in. Hope to see you around more. Um, ah, Ali says three games. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, actually, okay, that explains yeah. the travel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think I remember that from, San Diego from last season as well. So. Yeah. And why San Diego yeah. would have game two as the home team. That makes sense. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, oh, she says she has season seats to the Gulls now. That's awesome. Nice. If you get a discount, let me know because I want a girls jersey at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I took a look and I'm like, oh, this is really nice. And it's like, it's a, it's a decent price, but I, I can't do it right now with shipping is the issue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Shipping is crazy for just stuff coming from the States usually. Did I tell yeah. you what it was, like the shipping from the Anaheim team store to Canada? Yeah, because every, every so often you like go and look on there for hats yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm going to get a hat. And then you are like, oh, you're like, like, oh you wanna, do you want, do you want yeah. something too? We can split shipping. And then like we go on and look and it's like we each get $20 like clearance sale hats and the shipping's like 40 bucks. I'm like, fuck. No. I think I think <laughs> shipping was like 50, 50 American or something like that, which is, is 50 like now? or something like that. Or it's, it's like 60 here or that's it was insane. 50 Canadian. That's you know, like 40 something American. But I was just like, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> like, and I wasn't the only one complaining about it, actually, because believe it or not, man, those lights keep flickering. I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. noticing no, it's it okay. I, I just noticed it for the first time. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's um, but yeah, there's like a few other like Canadian Ducks fans that like were commenting that. I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one who was like, what the fuck is this here? Yeah. So, but. <laughs> uh, so she says she does get a discount. So you guys will have to work something out. To, uh, yeah. Might have to. Get you a jersey. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. Uh, Let's get to what's quacking here. I'm excited to see what the fun with the the jumbotron is all about because I know nothing Sounds about good. this one. So, <laughs> so this was uh, from last night, actually. Uh, Anaheim versus uh, San Jose, um, and this was on the. Uh, jumbotron here in the first intermission. So it sounds like how this came about was. With certain tickets or that, you could write a message that would get put on the Jumbotron here. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I'm just trying. Oh, here, here we go. Let's try to get up with the, the, share, the, the share stuff here. So are you, are you, so this is from uh, Reddit user uh, bharms27. Or is it BH arms? Like big heckin' arms. Ah, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> get get swole in the gym, you know? <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll zoom in on it here just so we can see it a bit more clear. So, Carter, I want you to read this for everybody. Okay. Fans unite. Celebrate. Keep the hockey energy kicking. Now imbibe generously. Imbib? I'm, gonna see, go with imbib. I'm not sure. Now imbib generously. Honor the sharks. I'm seeing what that word means. Uh, yeah, I, I, oh, I don't know. Oh, drink. It means drink. Now drink Alcohol. generously. Okay. Yeah. Is there a pronunciation? Imbibe. Imbibe. Okay. Imbibe. Yeah. I think that's what I said the first time. I yeah, I think I think that is too. I wasn't sure on the pronunciation. I had to listen to it quick. So, yeah. um, okay. 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a great message, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's it was one of the Sharks' last games as well. I think it might have been their last home game, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, now, I want you to pick out the first letters or the first letter of each word. I want you to spell this out for us. Okay, F U C K. Obviously, whenever it's that, there's, there's always <laughs> that. T H E K N I G H T S. Ah, nice. This fan <laughs> took the opportunity that he had to put any message on the San Jose Jumbotron, and he chose to write, Fans unite, celebrate, keep the hockey energy kicking, now imbibe generously, honor the Sharks. The secret message, fuck the Knights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like i love some, it i was like there's some really weird words in here like there's got to be some more to it props to whoever figured this out because that like that's very creative like i, I would have just I, read that and been like that's that's a weird way of talking i don't I know maybe this, it's like a line yeah. from a from like a game or like some sort of meme and then they just like inserted the sharks and hockey in there i'm double checking but i'm pretty sure that this is actually the this was actually the person who put this up. I'm just trying to find uh, the original post here. Oh, yeah. But I believe this was actually, like, the person who posted this was the person who uh, who did it, I think. I'm just double-checking here. It just would have been awesome if they wrote it, like, where each word was on a new line and then, like, just aligned it all to the left so that, like, yeah. when you read it straight up and down, it said that. Uh, okay, no, sorry. I think I saw somewhere though that somebody was taking claim for it. I don't remember who, or I don't remember seeing like where it was. But this is amazing that they took the time to do this, yeah. As well as use their one chance for again anything to get put on the jumbotron, mm-hmm. and their entire thing was just to say "fuck the knights." Yeah. <laughs> and and as Ali says here, SJ fan, you mad lad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Uh, the Sharks and Knights rivalry has actually been so fun to watch from the outside. Oh, yeah. It's been so good. Yeah, I, I can't wait until both of these teams are really good. And a, another playoff series between these two is going to be insane. Yeah. Because, because that last one was awesome. And then since then, it's just been like the hate machine has just been spinning around. But like, like the, literally the a couple nights separate. ago, San Jose went, yeah, our season's been done for a while. But we could help end Vegas's. And they did. And that was the same with Chicago tonight, too, right? Like you're going into that yeah. game because I believe Vegas, a Vegas win over Chicago is what eliminated Chicago officially mathematically. Chicago had okay. the return chance to do it to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they like they are hated. And that's why I put out that that poll of like, okay, who's actually the most hated organization right now? Vegas is very close, I think. And I mean, like, I know oh, that sure. like 450 or whatever it was is a very small portion of hockey fans considering, right? Mm-hmm. But it gives you a pretty good idea, I think, because it was getting it was getting around, like, league-wise. Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. I, I absolutely love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. <laughs> well, this has been a very uh, Vegas hate-centered podcast. <laughs> which i mean fair <laughs> yeah exactly of course um so 
where where can they send all of the uh, the Vegas hate mail to that is not the Vegas front office? That's not the Vegas front office. I mean, yeah. you can send it to Pizza Boy. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> do that. Uh, you can, uh, but if if you want to spread some Vegas hate, which I will absolutely take some uh, part in, uh, you can send it to me on Twitter at Tate Namas. T A T E N H O M A S. Yeah, same thing uh, on my side. You can send that all the way over here. I will love it at Carter underscore Potts P O T T S underscore ninety seven at Quack Report Pod on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch is where you can find us um, throughout the week. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We'll see you on Sunday, Monday. I mean Monday.